the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Welcome to that show. Hasn't been funny in years. An SNL podcast. I am your host, Nick DiGilio. I'm a podcaster, comedy writer, and performer, graduate of the Second City, and a Saturday Night Live expert and historian. And each week, we will look back at everything SNL. The best, the worst, the good, the bad, the classic, the forgotten. We'll talk about full seasons and full casts, behind-the-scenes stories, episodes, sketches, SNL's historical significance, and much, much more. Sometimes I'll have guests, sometimes I won't. But with every episode, I will always prove that that tired cliche that you hear all the time, that show hasn't been funny in years is absolutely wrong. Well, today we are going to celebrate 20 years of Kenan Thompson. Kenan Thompson is officially the longest tenured cast member in the history of SNL. And the title of this episode, episode number 51 here at Radio Misfits Podcast Network, is 20 Years of Kenan. Now, we can't celebrate all 20 years of Kenan in this uh, uh, short podcast. Um, I have picked out um, some sketches to play and some moments to play back. Some are universally loved by Keenan fans and by Saturday Night Live fans. Some are just personal choices that I think are funny that, uh, that show Keenan to be as weird and as talented and lovely as he is. Um, but, uh, you know, he's got a new memoir coming out that I want to talk a little bit about. And we'll talk about there is an incident that happened that's taken from his memoir where he almost quit Saturday Night Live after his first episode. And if people remember the first few years that Kenan Thompson was on that show, um, he was not respected by comedy people, by Saturday Night Live fans. They thought he was just this young punk who worked on Nickelodeon and did kid shows, and he was goofy and one note, and nobody was you know, aware of just how talented this guy was. And when he joined Saturday Night Live, there was also, a, they, they, they threw fans and other people and the media and the social media and all the stuff, they threw giant hurdles in front of this guy who was a gifted, brilliant comedic performer who was, you know, uh, aged into one of the elder statesmen of Saturday Night Live, one of the most respected cast members ever. But when he first started, he got no respect. He had very hard time getting things written. Um, and uh, some of the people in the cast didn't like him. A lot of the writers were like, yeah, who hired this kid from Nickelodeon? Who is this punk? He's not funny. He's a one-joke thing. Good burger. What are we talking about here? So we had this weirdly tainted reputation before he even started working at SNL. And slowly, very slowly, people started to realize how funny he was, how talented he was, how, like Phil Hartman, he was the glue of so many sketches, where he would show up in a sketch, and even if the sketch wasn't going well, you could count on Keenan to hold it together, get laughs, and make the other people on stage look good. And that's the key to a great performer. You're on stage, you listen, you make the other people on stage look good, you let them get laughs, and you help the material bloom and be funny. And Keenan does that in spades every single time he walks out onto that stage to perform on Saturday Night Live. He has become one of the most beloved and respected cast members in the history of Saturday Night Live, and deservedly so. So, I've got uh, a few things. i got eight things I'm going to play back, a couple of which are classics that you've heard, that you might have heard, but uh, are different examples of the great things that he's done on the show. So, Keenan Thompson was born on May 10th, 1978, um, and uh, he uh, became a regular cast member in uh, 2003, so he is now in his 20th year, and that's what we're celebrating, 20 years of Keenan. Um, he began his acting career in the early 90s. He was an original cast member of Nickelodeon sketch comedy, All That. Um, he collaborated with co-star Kel Mitchell a lot on that show, and then they did a spinoff, a show of their own called Keenan and Kel, which ran from 1996 to 2000. He also had roles in the Mighty Ducks franchise. He was in Good Burger, and then uh, right after he got the gig on Saturday Night Live, he starred in the film version of Fat Albert, 
Um, and that, of course, did not garner any more respect for him. They were like, oh, this guy does a Fat Albert movie. Why is he doing that? And the movie wasn't very good. So early on in his already you know, troubled career on Saturday Night Live where he was getting no respect and not getting the sketches that he deserved, he did Fat Albert, and it, uh, and it, you know, it didn't help. Um, he was born in Columbus, Ohio. He and his parents and their two siblings, his older brother and sister, they moved to Atlanta. So he grew up in Atlanta. He's an Atlanta kid. He started acting when he was in Atlanta. He played Toto um, in a church production of The Wiz. He had no lines, but he loved it. And he continued acting throughout his youth. He was in school plays. He auditioned for theater company, the Youth Ensemble of Atlanta. Um, and he got, he got into the Youth Ensemble of Atlanta. And he acted as a child and then started working at uh, Nickelodeon. And the time that he spent at Nickelodeon was uh, a, a time that, that he established himself as a really funny guy. Kids loved him. Young people thought he was very funny. But older people, people who were in the world of improv, the edgy world of sketch comedy, Saturday Night Live, late night stand-up, all of those people who look down upon performers who, who do shows that are aimed at kids just did not respect this guy. And Keenan had to work his ass off the first few years that he was on the show. But as we now know, he is an elder statesman, as I said. He is funny as hell. He is considered one of the most favorite cast members and every single person that you ever talk to about Saturday Night Live um, over the past 20 years, uh, maybe the first five or six years, it was like Keenan. But for about 15 years now, especially 10 at least, he has been not only solid, but considered one of the best cast members every single episode, every single season now, 20 years in. So I want to play back some of my favorite things, some of my favorite characters that he played, that he played. Uh, recurring stuff, some of the more famous things that he's done, um, and just talk in terms of why Kenan Thompson is so funny. Um, I've had Michael Longfellow on this podcast. I've had John Rudninsky on the podcast. I've had Molly Carney on the podcast. Um, everybody who's worked with him. Um, I've had other people who have worked uh, on, on, on Saturday Night Live on this podcast. And every single person that I've talked to who has been a part of Saturday Night Live, who has been a guest on this podcast, has nothing but glowing things to say. They say he is a professional, he is prepared when he shows up for rehearsals, when he shows up for the read-throughs, when he shows up for blocking, when he's there for the taping, when he's there for the live show. He is there to do what's best. His advice is always taken. He's laid back. He's nice. There's never any drama. He's been there for 20 years. He is, you know, he's not a diva in any way possible. He works really, really well with the producers. He works really, really well with the writers. And now people love to write for him, and as a result... He is always featured heavily in every episode of Saturday Night Live and always brings it. Keenan Thompson is one of the best cast members in the history of the show. And in the 20 years, he's done some spectacular stuff. So the first thing that I chose is called Parole Board. Um, and this is a great example that Keenan can get weird. And he does get weird. He likes to get weird. Uh, his sense of humor is inherently a little bit strange. He likes to push it a little bit further. And maybe that has to do with the fact that he was uh, on Nickelodeon doing kid shows for such a long time that sometimes it's like, man, I want to shed this wholesome, clean image and do something really twisted and really weird. And I love it when he does that. He has a great knack for great facial expressions. He's got incredible timing. Some of the stuff that I'm going to play here is, is, is visual. Um, and and I, I always tell you that you need to uh, go to the SNL YouTube channel and look up a lot of these sketches, do a Google search, but also check out Peacock.com where you can check out every episode of Saturday Night Live, some in edited form, but every season and every episode of Saturday Night Live in one form or another is available at Peacock.com. And I always give you the episode, the season, and the date of which anything I play is, uh, is, is, uh, is, is played. I always give you those uh, facts and, 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 uh, and, and the dates and the times and, and the season numbers so that you can easily look it up online and watch it visually and look up more stuff that may have happened on that particular episode, which I always do. So uh, take note, this first thing is called Parole Board. And um, Keenan plays uh, a man, an older gentleman, who is in front of the parole board. Um, and uh, it doesn't go as well as he wanted it to go. Um, I chose this because this is indicative of the kind of... Um, really funny and weird stuff and weird characters that Keenan plays so well. Uh, and I love this sketch. This is from a January 24th, 2015, season 40, episode 12. Blake Shelton was the host and musical guest, 
And in it, Blake Shelton is the president of the board, and the other two people on the uh, parole board are Bobby Moynihan and Cecily Strong. So from January 2015, here is Keenan Thompson playing a prisoner hoping to get parole. Our next prisoner is Wallace Redding. Mr. Redding, we see by your file you've served 40 years of a life sentence. That's right, sir. Let me ask you, do you feel you've been rehabilitated? Rehabilitated? <laughs> That's a funny question. I don't believe I know the meaning of that word. Is the man who walked into this prison 40 years ago the same man you see before you? Absolutely not. Am I a saint? No, just a man. A man who's paid his debt to society. But no matter what your decision is today, I'll accept it. For I know that in the eyes of the Lord, I am a free man. Free from sin, I humbly await your answer. No. Hell no. You ain't a man. You're the Texas man gobbler. Like, we'd be insane if we let you out. Yeah, you are never getting out of here. If there were no cameras in this room, I would kill you myself, you sick son of a bitch. The answer is no. An emphatic no. Well, I don't expect you to come up with an answer right now. <laughs> but for any of you folks who are on the fence, I've taken a hard look at my life. The things I've done. Well, the things I should have up. done. No one is on the fence. You just ate a guy in prison last week. A new guy. You ate a whole guy, man. All that was left was just empty clothes in his hair. That's like a magic trick. This is a decision of whether or not you get the chair, and you do. You absolutely do. I know you have a lot to discuss. <laughs> the truth gets hazy inside the pen. Did I eat those people? Yes, I did. Did I enjoy it immensely? <laughs> Would I do it again? Point me towards a homeless shelter. <laughs> So whether you set me free or not, or whether I stay in here, either way, I'm going to eat another man. <laughs> now, I can't make your decision for you. You don't need to. It's been made. You're never getting out. Do you honestly feel no remorse for what you've done? Of course I do. Not a day goes by that I don't feel regret. Not because I'm in here, but for what I was, a young, stupid kid who committed that horrible crime. I want to find that kid, talk to him. Try to talk some sense into him. Grab him by the shoulders and shake him. Grab him by the neck, bite him. <laughs> Take a little nibble out of his arm and nibble on it like corn on the cob. Nom, 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 nom. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you saying you want to eat your younger self? Does that make me rehabilitated? Yes, it does. <laughs> I suppose you're right, I'll be on my way. No, that's the worst thing I've ever heard. Well, before you answer, let me just say one thing. We already answered no, dude. Now, whether I walk out of this prison a free man or not. Not, not, you're not walking out of here. Yeah. At this point, you should only be thinking about what you want for your last meal. A man. Sorry? For my last meal, one man, please. No. Two boys? No. Okay, fine. One boy. No. Fine. Shake Shack. That was the day I escaped from prison, and I met up with my good friend Andy in Siwatanejo. We watched the sunset, had a couple of beers, and when he was good and drunk, I ate him. So the, <laughs> I know I'm, I'm twisted, I guess, but I think that that's absolutely hilarious. The first time I saw it, I was falling off the couch laughing. Uh, I love the Shawshank thing at the end. One of the reasons why... Keenan can get away with playing a character as twisted as that <laughs> and uh, is because he's got that face. He's got the most beautiful face with the most bright eyes. Um, his facial expressions are just hilarious and um, he's just got that wonderful face that you just you fall in love with the guy as soon as you see him. And so he can get away with playing really weird and really twisted and really fucked up characters. And that's one of the strengths that he has. One of the many, many, many strengths that he has. And, uh, you know, the range that he has. But when he's doing something like that, when he's playing a character that you don't expect to hear those horrible things come out of that face, that's hilarious. Uh, but then sometimes he can play somebody with a lot of gusto. He can, play, he can play characters with a lot of balls. He can play characters that are loud. He can kind of do anything. 
One of my other favorite recurring characters that he does, I mean, that parole board thing was a one-time only. And again, that was uh, Blake Shelton, season 40, episode 12, if you want to look that up, parole board. Um, he has played on uh, several uh, editions of Weekend Update, uh, playing off of Michael Che. He has played LeVar Ball. LeVar Ball is um, a businessman, a big, big, big-time businessman, who spouts off and says a lot of stuff about his three professional basketball-playing sons, um, and he's known for his crazy business. He's known for trying to make money off of his kids. Um, he's quite a character in real life, this guy, LeVar Ball. Um, and he is the uh, father of uh, Lonzo. He is the father of Leangelo, and he's father of uh, Lamelo uh, Ball, who are all professional basketball players, and he's made a lot of money off of his kids, and he is a, he is a guy, he's a businessman who's always thinking about what he can do to make money. Um, and that's the joke, and that's what he's been doing. That's what, uh, uh, how Keenan has been playing him on Weekend Update. Well, uh, he's done this several times. He's appeared as LeVar Ball several times uh, on Weekend Update, and it's one of the best and funniest and craziest and, again, flat-out hilarious satirical real-person characters he's ever played. So this is uh, his appearance as LeVar Ball from February 27, 2021. This is season 46 Episode 14, Nick Jonas was host and musical guest. This is Keenan appearing with Michael Che on Weekend Update. And this is right around COVID uh, and LeVar Ball, um, you know, always the businessman. So here is Keenan Thompson on Weekend Update as LeVar. We're almost halfway through the NBA season and the front runner for Rookie of the Year is point guard LaMelo Ball. Here to comment is his outspoken father, LeVar Ball. Me, I'm incredible. Well, that's good to hear. We haven't seen you in a while, man. I was worried with all this COVID stuff that you might not be okay. Man, I'm perfect. I already got 10 shots of each vaccine. <laughs> Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson E. Johnson, and my own home remedy, Levaltrex. It cures herpes brought on by the COVID-19, a.k.a. the macaroni virus. I don't know about that, but it's been a good year for you. LaMelo is playing really well, your son. You damn right he is. Yeah. And he's playing for the most storied franchise in all of basketball, the Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> Charlotte, North Carolina, the regional banking capital of the world. <laughs> to Gastonia. No mountains, no oceans, but enough humidity to make your balls sticky as taffy. So you think LaMelo's gonna win Rookie of the Year? Oh, he's got all the awards locked up. Rookie of the Year, locked up. MVP, locked up. Prettiest hog at the Mecklenburg County Fair, locked up. That means he's got some good-ass bacon. <laughs> Wait, MVP, what about LeBron or Giannis Antetokounmpo? Talk to me about no Giannis, I got two two. LaMelo has got this. And after he's won, he's gonna unite both North and South Carolina into a super Carolina <laughs> called Carolasis. <laughs> Carolasis, monster of the South. Second cousin to Mothra. <laughs> Never lost to Godzilla. Never to the Zilla. <laughs> well, it looks like it's all coming together. It sure is, Michael. LaMelo is the queen of Charlotte. My other boy, Lonzo, is the Baron of the Bayou. Leangelo is a G League superstar. And I got a fourth son who's tearing up the Australian League. Ladingo. Ladingo? Yeah, he'll dunk on you and then steal your baby. <laughs> well, with all your success, I'm surprised you're not chasing, cashing in all of your big baller brand. Oh, no, no, I am, I am. Introduce it. The newest big baller shoes, specially designed by LaMelo right in the Carolinas, presenting... The Caramellos. <laughs> Is that a chocolate shoe? Yes, indeed. <laughs> now you can jump 30 feet in the air while your feet are covered in sweet cocoa deca doca docuses. <laughs> 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 that's not all. <laughs> What's the matter, Michael? <laughs> that's not all. Every pair of Caramellos comes with real caramel inside. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> it's chocolate, caramel, nougat, and it features Alexa. Alexa, what's America's top high-performance edible footwear? The 2021 Caramellos. Never lost. Oh, Alexa, you a bad mama jamma. So pick yourself up a pair. 
$2,000. Seven-month wait list. <laughs> Available exclusively on my cell phone between the hours of 3 and 6 p.m. Mountain Time. No, no. Absolutely hilarious. And every appearance that he made as LeVar Ball was, was, uh, was hysterical. Uh, so, you know, uh, Keenan, uh, in addition to doing all the great stuff that he's been doing on SNL, he did have a sitcom that lasted for two seasons while he was still on SNL. And there have been a lot of years where, you know, I always try to predict at the end of each season, like, who's going to be leaving, um, you know, um, They've been there a while, and they, they want to, don't want to renew their contract. Sometimes you're surprised when people leave. Sometimes they're fired, and you never really know what's going to happen. But there are certain times when you're like, okay, this person has been on for, I don't know, seven, eight years, and that's usually an indication. Around season seven is when you can start thinking, well, this might be their last season. And I've said that several times about Keenan. and when he got the sitcom, um, and, uh, and this was back in 2001, uh, he, they announced it in 2020, and of course everything was, was halted and delayed because of COVID, um, I thought that's it. Well, he's got his own sitcom. He's definitely going to leave. Uh, Bobby Moynihan left when he got his own sitcom and other people have left, you know, when they got their own shows or when they, you know, started doing lucrative movie deals and things like that. And Keenan Thompson does, does a lot of movies. He appears in a lot of movies. He especially does a lot of voice work in movies. Like you can hear his voice in, uh, in several, he's in trolls right now. He's done great voiceover work for animated stuff. Um, he's been doing that all the way since his Nickelodeon days, but he has his voice has appeared in some highly profitable, really big animated family films that have made millions and millions of dollars at the box office. So he does a lot of voiceover work, very successful stuff. He appears in movies. People love to have him in their movies. But he did have Keenan, the TV series. It was created by Jackie Clark and David Caspe. Um, and he was the widowed father of two girls. He was the host of a morning show in Atlanta, Georgia, which, of course, is where he grew up in real life. Uh, Chris Redd was a co-star on it. Don Johnson played his former father-in-law. And I thought the show was funny. I thought, you know, it, 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 it couldn't really, it wasn't the most original thing in the world. It is a sitcom after all, like a primetime network sitcom. So there wasn't a whole bunch of, uh, you know, originality to it. But he was very funny on it. Don Johnson was very funny. Chris Redd was very funny on it. Um, it only lasted two seasons, but he did have his own sitcom, but he never left SNL. And a lot of people are like, wow, man, this guy is dedicated to SNL. He truly is. He truly, truly is. And um, so his work on SNL was continuing while he was doing his sitcom. Um, there were times when he had to be away. He missed some episodes here and there throughout a, a season or two. But for the most part, you know, he was in L.A. doing his sitcom. And when he wasn't in L.A. doing his sitcom, he was in New York doing SNL. So his sitcom, which was he was terrific on, had, did some wonderful stuff, worked very well with his SNL uh, cohort, um, uh, Chris Red only lasted two seasons, but if you want to check it out, it's out there. It's on Peacock. It was on NBC. There were, I think, 20 episodes total, two seasons. The show was called Keenan, a nice showcase for his, you know, his, his comedy ability. But his home was always SNL, and it has been for 20 years. So let's get into another uh, update character that he plays. This is one of my favorites as well. Uh, Michael Che says that he has the happiest neighbor the most optimistic neighbor of all time, and his name is Willie. Willie is unbelievably optimistic because only horrible, horrible things happen to Willie. It seems like he is cursed, like the worst possible luck, the most unbelievably terrible things that could happen to any human being happen to Willie all the time. But again, because of that remarkable face and those eyes and the character himself, Willie is the most optimistic guy in the world, and he can always look at the bright side of the worst parts of life. So he's Michael Che's neighbor. And, um, and this is a recurring character that uh, Keenan Thompson has done, I think, eight or nine times at least. He is Michael Che's happy neighbor, Willie. This is from November 16, 2016. That would be season 42, episode seven, the Thanksgiving episode. Kristen Wiig was the host and the XX were the musical guests. So from, from November of 2016, here is Michael Che's very optimistic neighbor, Willie, talking about his love for Thanksgiving. Well, Thursday is Thanksgiving, and I, for one, am really not looking forward to it. But here to cheer me up is the most optimistic guy I know, my neighbor, Willie. My whole family getting together, sitting around the table, giving me an ultimatum to quit drinking. That sounds terrible. Yeah. Family time is the best part of Thanksgiving, Michael. Reminds me of when I was a little boy. 
Me and my cousins going to our grandparents' house, sneaking a sip of warm, spicy cider from my granddaddy's bedpan. <laughs> Dude. And boy, do I miss my granny's cooking. Oh, you would have loved her famous pecan pie. That crust was so flaky, pecan so juicy, you can barely taste the legs. I can still hear my grandmama now yelling, it's roaches in that pie, will it? That's disgusting. Oh. <laughs> Don't you love watching football on Thanksgiving Day, Michael? Actually, it reminds me of when I watched the game on TV with my daddy. He'd point to the screen and he'd say, son, you see that man running with the ball? That's O.J. Simpson. He had sex with your mama, and one day I'm gonna frame him for murder. Come on, man. Well, I mean, sure. I may not live a life of luxury. Maybe I don't have a coat or toenails. <laughs> but I do have something that nobody could ever take away from me. What's that? Outstanding warrants. <laughs> Let me tell you, Michael. I can't wait to see that Macy's parade again. You ever go there as a kid? I have, actually. You see all those big, pretty balloons? Yeah. I remember every Thanksgiving, my Uncle Joe would show me Woody Woodpecker, and then he'd zip up his pants and drive me down to the parade. Yeah, man, I really can't relate to any of this stuff, Willie. Well, you know who really loves Thanksgiving? My old dog, Lucius. Yeah, every year, I take him down to the turkey farm to play with the turkeys. You should see him just wrestling and tumbling, feathers flying everywhere. And if you listen real close, it almost sounds like old Lucius is definitely crying for help. <laughs> but it's like they always say, Michael, those turkeys is running the train on your dog, Willie. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Willie, everybody. Yeah, my neighbor Willie, happiest guy in the world. Okay. Uh, 20 years of Keenan, a celebration continues here on that show. Hasn't been funny in years as, uh, we go to family feud. Now, one of, uh, the favorite things that, uh, that Keenan Thompson does is his unbelievably funny Steve Harvey impression, whether it's as him hosting family feud or him doing one of the other 9,000 jobs that he has or hosting his daytime talk show, particularly funny, uh, episode of that was with, uh, Kevin Hart. Um, and, um, and, and, uh, and so, so his, his, uh, his Steve Harvey is absolutely hilarious. And whenever he does it, it's funny every single time, uh, they do, um, the, uh, family feud. It's funny. It's great. And it's just a question of which family feud sketch do you like the most? Well, there's the one where Chance the Rapper comes in and he's on the panel of one of the families who he, he looks a lot like Steve Harvey and may or may not be Steve Harvey's son. There are the celebrity editions uh, where everybody is, in, you know, is, is impersonating other celebrities. So you get to see the hosts and some of the other uh, cast members showcase their great impressions. Those are always memorable. But one of the ones that I love the most was when Tracy Morgan came back to host. Um, and there are so many to choose from. Again, um, like I said, go to uh, the SNL YouTube channel and just search Kenan Thompson Family Feud and watch all of them because they're all funny. And the most consistent thing about them is how absolutely hilarious and dominant uh, Kenan Thompson's Steve Harvey is and how funny it is. But one of my favorites is one called The Family Feud Extended Family. And this is one where Tracy Morgan came back to host. And in it, he plays a guy who has left his entire family and, uh, and, and moved in with another family. Um, and, uh, and they play against each other, the ex-wife and his ex-family and his new wife and his new family, um, a play against each other. And the new family is played by Vanessa Strong, or I'm sorry, uh, um, Cecily Strong, Vanessa Bear, and Jod Rudninsky. And then the old family is played by Leslie Jones, uh, Leslie Jones, Jay Farrell, um, Shasir Zameda, and Michael Che. Um, Steve Harvey, of course, played by, uh, by Keenan is the host. And of all the tons of family feuds that you've probably seen a million times, um, and ones I played the chat, the Chance the Rapper one a little bit here on the podcast before, I'm going to play this one. And this is one of my favorites. This is Family Feud Extended Family. This is from October 17th, 2015. It's season 41, episode three. Tracy Morgan was your host. Demi Lovato was the musical guest. And, uh, and this is just a showcase for the great timing, the hilarious impression and the really funny way the writers take on Family Feud with Keenan at the center. Family Feud, 
from uh, 2015. It's time for Family Feud, and here's your host, Steve Harvey. Okay, okay, now welcome to Family Feud. Y'all like this suit? I got the tie from Shaq's fist tie knots, knots as thick as Shaq's fist. Okay, let's meet our two families. Over here, we got the Williams family. How you doing, darling? I'm good, Steve. I'm Jackie, and these are my three kids, Martin, Layla, and Raymond. Oh, your husband didn't want to play? Well, I've been divorced for about six months, but we're doing all right. Oh, so you fresh on the scene. <laughs> okay. Okay. And over here, we got the Williams McGill family. How you doing today, Flair? How you doing, Steve? <laughs> I'm Dad. This is my beautiful wife, Maria, my two stepkids. Rachel and Blake. Well, you look lovely today, darling. How long y'all been married? About six months. <laughs> Hold up. Williams. William McGill. Yes, Daryl is my ex-husband, and these are his kids. So you left her, and then you married her, and now y'all both here together. Oh, damn. The heart wants what it wants, Steve. That ain't the heart, player. <laughs> it's okay, because we are all working through this and doing our best. <laughs> I love this. So, uh, how you liking your new daddy? He's cool, I guess. It might be nice if he put some clothes on when he cooks breakfast. And get bacon grease on my new T-shirts? Ah, uh -uh. I do a baby boy stab. <laughs> oh, it's only getting better. Oh, uh, give me two people. Let's play the feud. Come on. Oh, man. <laughs> Y'all okay? I told you we are working through it. All right, then. 100 people surveyed. Top five answers on the board. Name something that people frequently forget. Their family? Oh, right off the jump. <laughs> right off the jump. He's gonna jump right in with that one, okay? I don't know if that's right, but I know it's real. Show me. Show me, forget the kids. Okay, okay. There's a lot of dead beats out there, Daryl. You got a better answer? How Something about that your, people forget? How about your password? Okay. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. Show me password. Oh, sorry, player. Looks like we surveyed 100 divorced women. <laughs> okay, William, family, you up. Martin, name something that people frequently forget. To come to your recital because they say they have to work. Uh, I'm sorry, that's not an answer. Exactly. That's what I thought, too. I love you, Martin, but no man should be forced to watch his son play the clarinet. <laughs> Woman was still fresh. Oh, show me somebody ain't show up somewhere. Oh, well, Layla, something that people forget. I know something. Your morality. How are you talking about morals when you out there stripping every night? I gotta make money. It's not even a real strip club. It's a car wash with a room in the back. That's what happens when your daddy abandons you for a cruise ship director. You ain't around. You ain't around. Hey, uh, folks, <laughs> let's just remember a hug can go a long way. <laughs> Show me, keep him off the pole. <laughs> I'm sorry, let's go over to Raymond. Wait, hold up, where did he go? Raymond, what are you doing? Look, Mama, I'm sorry, but these people are happy. <laughs> Well, you can't fault the man for wanting some happiness. <laughs> we back to Jackie. Something that people forget. You know what, Steve? I'm gonna give a real answer because I'm not gonna let them win, okay? Something you forget is, um, commitment! Oh, here we go. You took a bow, Daryl, of love at the Fort Queens Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. Doesn't that mean anything to okay, you? Let's hit the I love you, Daryl! That's what that means. It's over. I'm sorry, that is not up there. 
Looks like the Williams McGill family has a chance to steal. He has stolen enough from me, Steve! <laughs> okay, and it goes on for a little bit longer, but you get the general idea. A really funny sketch. Everybody very funny in that one. Uh, and again, at the center of it is um, the great uh, impression of Steve Harvey that the great Keenan Thompson does. And again, check out all of these sketches on um, the SNL uh, YouTube channel or at Peacock. And uh, that, again, was from October 17, 2015, Season 41, Episode 3. Uh, in addition to the Steve Harvey impression, I'm going to fly through some of the impressions that uh, Keenan Thompson has done in the 20 years that he's been on SNL. Some are great, some are a little weird, some were one-offs and done as a joke. But here are some of the impressions. Just I'm going to fly through some of them. Al Roker, Al Sharpton, Alfonso Ribeiro, Alvin Parks Jr., Apple D. App, which is one of my favorites, uh, Aretha Franklin, B.B. King, Barry Bonds, Ben Carson, Bernie Mac, Bill Cosby. His Bill Cosby is hilarious. Um, Boyd, uh, Boyd Tinsley, uh, <laughs> Carol Mosley Braun, CeeLo Green, Shaka Khan, Charles Barkley. His Charles Barkley, fantastic. Charlene McNabb, Clarence Clemens, Damon John, Darius Rucker, David Ortiz. David Ortiz again. Fantastic and appears on Update a lot. Don King, Emmanuel Lewis, Gary Coleman, Forrest Whitaker, George Clinton, LL Cool J, Lorne Michaels, <laughs> Martin Luther King Jr., Maya, Ju Maya Angelou, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Nick Ashford, O.J. Simpson, Randy Jackson, Raven Simone, Ray Lewis, Richard w Williams, Sammy Sosa, Serena Williams, Star Jones Reynolds, Steve Harvey, um, Tim Mosley, Tyler Perry, Terrence Howard, Wanda Sykes, Will I Am, Ving Rames, William the Refrigerator Perry, Herschel Walker, and of course, Whoopi Goldberg. Those are the impressions, in addition to uh, Steve Harvey, that he's done. Here are some of the characters. Barbara Birmingham, Bartender, Burt Simpson, Krabby, DeAndre Cole, that's your host of What's Up With That, we'll hear from him later, Darnell Hayes, DJ Dynasty, Handbag, uh, David Beef Jelly Winfield, uh, DeAndre Cole, again, uh, with a different spelling on this, on this page that I'm looking at. DJ Sugarshock, Elliot Pants, uh, Googie Renee, who sells uh, uh, damaged goods out of, his, out, of his back, out of his backyard. Grady Wilson, Jean K. Jean, K. Smoove, uh, Lorenzo McIntosh, Malik, Marcus Banks, Oscar Rogers, Randy Dukes, Reggie Hudson, Rezzy DeWatt, uh, uh, Scary Gary Loomis, Steve Kane, Trey, and uh, Spectrum Technician. Those are just some of the characters he's played and some of the impressions that he's done over the past 20 years. Now, one of the characters that he plays, which is one of my favorites, and it is this time of season. We're in the holiday season. We are, uh, as, this is being, as this is being dropped, we are between Christmas and, and, uh, and New Year's. And uh, one of my favorite characters is a character that, uh, that he plays in a fantastic music video, uh, called Something Claus. And Something Claus is a, uh, he's basically a pimp. Uh, he is dressed up kind of like Santa Claus. He wears like a red hat. He's got the beard. And he gives things to people every year, even though they think they don't deserve it. So the people that were naughty, you know how it says naughty or nice? If you're nice, you'll get something from Santa. If you're naughty, you get nothing from Santa. Well, that's where Something Claus comes in. This is one of my favorite holiday videos that they've done on SNL where Keenan plays something clause, where you'll get something, no matter how bad you've been, no matter how naughty you've been. This is from December 13, 2014, season 40, episode 9. Martin Freeman was the host. Charlie XCX was the musical guest. And Martin Freeman and a whole bunch of other cast members appear in this video celebrating something clause. Hey. Oh, what up, man? How was the concert? Sucked. I mean, my buddies got busted for drinking in the parking lot. Santa's not bringing me anything this year. Ah, oh, don't worry about it, man. You'll always get a visit from something, Claus. Who's that? Yeah. Everybody getting something. Everybody getting something. Everybody's getting something. Everybody's getting something. 
no toys. I give cash. White envelopes filled with 20s, sometimes 50s. Cash! And where am I getting this cash? Hey, man, we don't need to talk about that. Absolutely love it. Everybody getting something. Fantastic. Something Claus, as far as I'm concerned, since 2014, that's been a holiday tradition played around my place. So uh, originally aired uh, season 40, episode nine. All right. Um, So Keita Thompson has a book coming out, a memoir, which makes sense. The guy has had a long, great, illustrious, fun career in television, in movies, and on SNL. And he wrote a memoir, and it's called When I Was Your Age, Life Lessons, uh, funny stories and questionable parenting advice from Kenan Thompson. Um, and there's a particular story in there that I found interesting and interesting that Cracked wrote about it as well, which is a, a really terrific website that writes about entertainment and pop culture and has a lot of fun stuff on it. And I was reading this and I wanted to read from it because this is a portion of the book, When I Was Your Age, that Kenan Thompson has written. And he almost got candy, almost left SNL at the very, very, very beginning. And as I said at the beginning of this podcast, he had a very difficult time at first. So, the longest-tenured cast member in SNL history might have been a one-season wonder, if not for Maya Rudolph. Uh, This past October marked 20 years of Kenan Thompson on SNL. The veteran comedian has has appeared in over 1,500 sketches over his ongoing historic run, ranging from eminently forgettable scenes all the way to every single time he's done his Steve Harvey impression. Thompson's career runs the gamut of SNL moments, with highs and lows that come with it, including uncomfortable serving of donuts in his early years. As Thompson revealed in his new memoir, um, his rookie season was marred with multiple episodes where he appeared in zero sketches as the writers threatened to entirely excommunicate him from the series. In an expert, uh, excerpt from the book that was um, obtained by People magazine, Thompson writes that he held himself back during his early years on SNL with a ton of rookie mistakes, quote-unquote, including a catechismic flub that nearly knocked him out of the show for good. According to Thompson, he once messed up his line so badly during dress rehearsal. Uh, not only was that sketch cut, but the writing staff effectively cut him out of the entire season. It's funny how uh, Jimmy Fallon never once felt that kind of punishment screwing up a script because he did it all the time. Um, I was excited for the first opportunity to showcase my, showcase my chops on the big stage, uh, Thompson recalled, of a sketch written for him by Emmy winner T. Sean Shannon. In the scene, titled Randy the Bellhop, Thompson played an incompetent porter who helps Alec Baldwin and Rachel Dratch get situated in all the wrong ways. A rookie Thompson was eager for screen time as he hadn't had his big breakout character on the show and was eager to make his mark, and Randy the Bellhop was unfortunately more of a breakdown than a breakout. 
Thompson wrote, I couldn't make it through dress rehearsal. I stuttered over everyone, everyone's lines. I couldn't ad-lib my way out of it, Thompson quickly said. Uh, I spiraled into a full-on panic that spread throughout the theater as the sketch sunk further and further out of the final contention. Thompson claimed that he even involuntarily said, oh, no, so, and it, it escaped out of someone's mouth as well, signaling the end of poor Randy and possibly Thompson's SNL career. He says, quote, if I slip up like if a slip up like that happened at Nickelodeon or in the movies, I'd be done. We could just I, I wouldn't I, I it, it'd be I'd, I'd done. I'd be done. And then I, we could just do another take um, the all that. And Keenan and Kel co-star recalled that at SNL, there are was a lot riding on live performance. Obviously, to no one's surprise, the sketch did not make it to air. Uh, you know, there's no other take. Thompson said that he sunk to an all-time low following that bomb, which compounded the writer's aversion towards him, including him in future sketches. Although Thompson says that Shannon was graceful after the screw-up, the writer, he and every other writer avoided me like the COVID, he wrote, um, and for the rest of the season. And Thompson worried that he'd uh, missed his chance to get any character of his own. Thompson wrote in his book, I was like, what the hell am I doing here? I was famous enough that people were trying to follow me off the subway, but I couldn't get on the show. Thoughts of quitting entered his mind as he wondered if there was a space for him at SNL for his kind of comedy. Thankfully, Thompson turned to a veteran for advice before making any rash decisions, and he talked to Maya Rudolph, who um, had been back for another season. And we could tell that you were ready and that you're adorable, and we, we want you. Obviously, Keenan needs to be here. I truly freaked out hearing that. I literally set... Uh, I, I literally had a seat next to the one of the most talented performers I've ever seen. Her pedigree, pedigree was legendary. Thompson said that of Rudolph's encouragement that to be complimented by someone you admire that much, um, I wasn't just a kid laughing at his own jokes in front of a camera. I'd been validated. Over 1,500 sketches later, Maya Rudolph's rise, wise words became the unofficial slogan of the writer's room that he had been validated. And, uh, uh, and now, uh, the once shunned Thompson is a heavy hitter, and uh, he can punch up any remarkable script. And if you need him, obviously, it's Keenan. Obviously, it's Keenan, is what Maya Rudolph said. And we're grateful for that. Black Jeopardy. He is the host of Black Jeopardy. And obviously, I've played a few of those in the past. Uh, the most notably, the incredible Black Jeopardy segment with Tom Hanks, which is one of the best, if not the best, political sketch in the history of Saturday Night Live. Done during the height of the... Um, um, of the MAGA uh, 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 campaigns, uh, campaign race uh, with, uh, with Trump and, and, and with uh, Clinton, um, and it's brilliant. But the one that I chose to play, because Black Jeopardy is always funny, it's always hilarious, and Kenan Thompson is brilliant and great as the host. But the one I chose is when Elizabeth Banks hosted, Elizabeth Banks appearing on Black Jeopardy. Uh, Jay Farrow, Shasir Zameda, they play the other contestants, a very white Elizabeth Banks plays the other contestant. This is from November 14th, 2015, season 41, episode five. The host was Elizabeth Banks. Disclosure was the musical guest. And this is another example of Kenan Thompson kicking ass as the host of Black Jeopardy. This is Black Jeopardy. Yeah, all right. What up, what up? Welcome to Black Jeopardy, the only Jeopardy that's produced entirely in cash. <laughs> I'm your host, Donnell Hayes. Our contestants are Amir. Come on now, bro. Keely. Hi. And Allison. Thank you. So good to be here. Uh, Allison, you know this is Black Jeopardy, right? Oh, yeah. I dated a black guy once, so I don't see color. It's just Jeopardy to me. Okay, we'll see how that goes. Uh, <laughs> let's check out our categories. We got, it ain't like that. <laughs> Who's trying to? <laughs> I don't know you. Shaking my head. What had happened was, <laughs> and as always, white people. Amir, you're our returning champ. You picked. Okay, okay, cool. Let's do, I don't know you for 200. Okay, the answer there. The cashier wants your phone number for a Price Plus card. Amir. What is, I don't know you. You ain't put me in the system. That's right. That's right. Big brother. You know what I'm saying? Big brother. <laughs> Go ahead, Amir. Okay, cool. Let me get, uh, I don't know you for four. Okay. The waiter wants to know if you got allergies. Keely. 
What is, I don't know you. If I'm itchy, that's my business. You're damn right. You're damn right. What, I can't even itch what I want to? Come on. Right? Okay, let's stick with, I don't know you. Okay, the answer, the man in the bus station says he needs to use your phone due to a personal emergency. Allison. What is, I don't know you or what you've been through, so I have no right to judge your experience. No. Might be a long night for you, Allison. <laughs> Keely, still your pick. Okay, let me get who trying to for 200. Okay, the answer, he trying to act like nothing happened. Amir. Uh, who is Jason Pierre Paul? Hey, you damn right. You damn right. Come on, man. Yeah. He ain't got no damn fingers. <laughs> what you think we ain't gonna notice? He out there with a Gumby hand. Come on. All right, uh, let's stick with who trying. Okay, they trying to act like Jesus don't exist. Keely. What is Starbucks? That's it. That's it. It's a shame. It's a shame. Okay, let's stay with who trying to for 600. Okay, the answer, after everything he did, he trying to act like he don't owe us an explanation. Allison. Who is Bill Cosby? No. <laughs> I'm sorry, but no. The answer was Tom Brady. <laughs> Him winning all the time, you know. <laughs> it's just as a white person, I'm not really sure how, I, how to answer these questions. Oh, I'm sorry, you're white? I don't see color. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just hear about today's prizes. Johnny? Thanks, Darnell. Today's Black Jeopardy winner will receive a gift certificate to Leonard's All White Menswear Palace. All white suits and shades from eggshell to pearl. Be the hit of your prom, funeral, or NBA draft. Made for distinguished black men and a few fancy lesbians. Leonard's All White Menswear Palace. And Long Ass Wife. Now you can have cable television in every room of your house. It's easy with Long Ass Wife. Back to you, Darnell. <laughs> uh, I like that Long Ass Wife. <laughs> Okay, Amir, the board is yours. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, let's go over to uh, what had happened was for 400. Okay, the answer there. Your lights went off. Keely. See, what had happened was I was on my way to pay the bill, and then I just didn't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that happens. That happens. Let's stay with what had happened was for eight. Okay. We were there. Where were you? Allison. Well, it just so happened. No. No. Okay, no. Uh, what happened in this particular case is... No. I appreciate you trying, though. Why don't you go ahead and pick? All right. Uh, let's do It Ain't Like That for 800. Okay, then. Uh-oh. Well, it looks like you got the video Daily Double. Wow. And you're a little behind, Allison, but you could catch up right here. Let's see the clue. What's up? In 1943, an artist named Archibald Motley painted the picture behind me. My question is, after all these years, who killed Tupac? <laughs> Allison? Okay, I, I think I'm getting the hang of this. I'm gonna say, Tupac was killed by a corrupt justice system that threatens us all. Oh, I'm sorry, but that was a trick question. The answer is that Tupac is still alive. Uh-huh. No, no, absolutely. He's down in Cuba at the Illuminati Hotel. That's who he is. Yeah. It's just, uh, like, no matter what I do, I, I can't win. Yes! That is the blackest thing you said all day, Allison! All the points go to you! Uh-oh. Well, the sound of slow jams means it's time to leave the party. So we gonna take a break. When we come back, one of our contestants will win two tickets to Love and Hip Hop on Ice. Oh, that sounds fun. What is that? Uh, Black Jeopardy, funny every single time. Um, I've played a few other ones, and uh, but the, that one, the Elizabeth Banks one, is one of my favorites. So, as an example of more brilliant performances from Keenan Thompson as the host of Black Jeopardy, there you go. I do want to mention uh, that he also played the Lobster in Diner Lobster which is sort of a legendary sketch that uh, appeared on April 14, 2018. That's season 43, episode 18. John Mulaney was the host. Jack White was the musical guest. And this is a famous sketch where uh, it becomes a full Les Mis satire, where they do a full musical number on stage. 
the idea is that Kenan Thompson plays a lobster who is in this really terrible diner in the middle of the night. Pete Davidson orders the lobster, and they do a big Les inspired musical number based on the diner lobster. And it's a classic bit that you should check out that I can't play here because it's visual and it's very complicated. But I encourage you to check it out. It's uh, uh, season 43, episode 18. It's called Diner Lobster. Uh, and it was actually a sketch and a p- musical number that John Mulaney wrote when he was a writer there and kept submitting and it kept getting denied. And it never happened until he came back to host. And then it turned out to be a classic. And Keenan's hilarious in that. And as I mentioned, all the other great characters and all the other great impressions, there's a lot to choose from. But I think my favorite and many favorites, uh, everybody else's favorites, has got to be What's Up With That. What's Up With That is one of the most ridiculous, unapologetically silly, and dumbest things that's ever been on Saturday Night Live. And I love it every time they do it. DeAndre Cole is the host of What's Up With That, which is supposed to be a talk show about politics and life. But uh, the host keeps getting distracted by doing music and singing with his partners and buddies. There's a guy in a red tracksuit and a big gold chain who does the running man played by Jason Sudeikis. There's a long-haired saxophone player played by Fred Armisen. There is an announcer and a bunch of other characters and background singers who come out, and he just can't stop himself from singing, interrupting his interviews with celebrities that he has on with him. He has different celebrities every uh, episode, but his always the one celebrity that's always there is... Uh, is Lindsey Buckingham, who is always played by Bill Hader. And that is a running joke. Lindsey Buckingham, they always bump him. They never get time to talk to him. And in fact, he never really talks to any of his celebrities because he's so obsessed with dancing and singing. And every time he hears the start of a hi-hat drum, uh, the hi-hat cymbal, he starts to sing and completely ignores his three guests. And they never get around to talking about anything because all he does is sing and dance and bring out more characters who sing and dance. It is one of the dumbest sketches I've ever seen. It first aired in 2009. Gerard Butler was the host. I remember watching it and laughing my ass off and just kind of looking around going, what the hell did I just watch? I couldn't comprehend what I had just seen. I had taped it. I rewound it. And I watched it again. I put it on the DVR and I watched it over and over again saying, why am I laughing so hard at this? This is unbelievably simplistic and stupid. Keenan is doing the big wide-eyed, weird, goofy thing. And it works. And somehow it became a sketch that I watched over and over and over and over again. It's dumb. It's weird. It's simplistic. It just goes on and on. It's a one-joke sketch. This guy's not going to interview his guests. The guests get frustrated, and he dances and sings. And he's goofy and silly and un- incredibly upbeat, like Willie and like all these other great characters that Keenan plays. This is the ultimate character that Keenan Thompson plays. This is the greatest situation that he's put in. It's simple. It's stupid. They've done it 11 times. With uh, Gerard Butler, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, James Franco, Zach Galifianakis, Brian Cranston, Robert De Niro, Ed Helms, Maya Rudolph, Martin Short, and Jason Sudeikis. They even did it on a COVID special when everybody was stuck in lockdown. They did a COVID lockdown version of this sketch. It's without question the most popular sketch that Keenan Thompson is associated with, the greatest character that he's done, and yet it is the simplest and dumbest thing ever. Now, there are 11 to choose from, which you can find on YouTube at SNL Channel. You can find on uh, Jeopardy. But I chose this one because this is the one that features, as his guest, um, his, his guest is Carrie Brownstein from um, Portlandia and Samuel L. Jackson, who at the time was in Django Unchained. And, of course, the third guest was, <laughs> was Lindsay Buckingham, played by Bill Hader. But in this, it, it's, it's dubbed out here. You won't be able to hear it. But in this, live te- on live television, Samuel L. Jackson drops the F-bomb and says bullshit in a matter of seconds. And listen to how Keenan handles this. Now, I didn't, I'm not playing the whole thing because the whole middle section is just a lot of visuals and a lot of dancing and singing. I play the beginning here, the setup, and then the ending. This, to me, represents Keenan Thompson keeping his cool when Samuel L. Jackson drops the F-bomb, follows it up with the word bullshit, back to back to back, and he handles it, stays in character, and does it beautifully. So listen to that. That's near the end of the sketch. So here, one of the 11 times they've done What's Up With That, arguably the best sketch that's Keenan Thompson, best running sketch, recurring sketch that Keenan Thompson has ever done. This is from December 15, 2012. It's season 38, episode 10. The host was Martin Short. Paul McCartney was the musical guest. One of the best episodes in SNL history and one of the strongest What's Up With That, where Samuel Jackson... Goes way, go, ways beyond the line, drops the F-bomb and the BS-bomb as well. So here it is, the ultimate Keenan Thompson sketch, the ultimate Keenan Thompson character. What's up with that? It's What Up With That! Chris 
Christmas Spectacular with legendary actor Samuel L. Jackson, musician and actress Carrie Brownstein, and the irrepressible Lindsay Buckingham. Now here's your host, the Andre Cole. I woke up this morning and I got out of bed, had a big old cup of coffee to clear my head. Telephone ring and you wanna chat? Well, sit on down. What's up with that? 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 Yeah! All Well, thank you all for joining us on the What's Up With That Christmas Spectacular. Man, I am so excited. We are here to make a joyful noise unto BET. <laughs> it's gonna be a celebration. We're gonna drink libations. It's gonna be a revelation, jubilation. It's gonna be a holly, jolly. Christmas tree, you best get the hell out of my way. Yes! Woo! Woo! Oh, oh, oh! Well, welcome to our holiday show. I love the holidays. Hey, Vance, what you get for Christmas this year, man? Another red tracksuit? Yes, indeed. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. Well, let's get down to business. From the new movie, Django Unchained, Samuel L. Jackson is here. Glad to be here, glad to be here. I have no idea what's happening. And from Portlandia, Carrie Brownstein is here. And our dear friend, Lizzie Buckingham, who skipped his own family holiday gathering to be here. Oh, I love you, Lizzie. Now, Lizzie is so excited because tonight he's going to tell us the true meaning of Christmas. You think you got it figured out, don't you, Lizzie? Yeah, I bet you do. All right, now, Sam Jackson, what do the holidays mean to you? Well, it's a special time because it's all about giving. I started the Samuel L. Jackson Foundation that gives money to lots of causes because people need to know that there are pe people out there who care about them. And people are out here listening to their voices. Listening to voices. Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, so if it's the holidays and you're in a position to better someone else, then you should. Giving what you can, yeah. Okay, that's how it is. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to talk about helping people here. So don't you dare cut me off. I won't cut you off, but I got to stay. What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up? I say what's up. Somebody tell me what is up with that. Now, if you're gonna re-gift me something, make sure it ain't some whack ass glue. Well, we out of time. <laughs> I want to thank my guest, the incredible Samuel L. Jackson. Man, hey. <laughs> also, come on, Sam. Some boo. <laughs> come on now. That costs money. <laughs> I also, I 
also would like to thank Carrie Brownstein. Absolutely, yeah. She is the funny one in Portlandia. <laughs> uh, and, oh my gosh. Oh, shoot. Lizzie Buckingham. Hey, you were gonna tell them the meaning of Christmas. Uh, you made six trips to Israel. Oh, Lindsay. Lindsay, I'm so sorry. Come on, it's the holidays, Lindsay. Lindsay, I buy you a cookie cake. It'll have Santa's face on it, Lindsay. Come on. Cookie cake. Ah, there you go, Lindsay. Yeah, that's my dog. Yeah, Lizzie and me gonna do Santa Con tomorrow. Until next time, I'm DeAndre Cole asking you. Hey, 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 hey. And uh, one joke, funny every time. Uh, the repeated joke, the running gag about Lindsey Buckingham never getting on or even to speak with Bill Hader silently playing Lindsey Buckingham is great. And of course, at one point, uh, when they did the sketch, the real Lindsey Buckingham showed up and that was fantastic. It's become one of the favorite sketches of all time. And back in 2009, when I first saw it, I couldn't believe how dumb it was. And yet I laughed my ass off. I've laughed harder at the 11 times they've done What's Up With That than a lot of times I've laughed at anything on Saturday Night Live. And a lot of that has to do with the brilliance of Kenan Thompson. Kenan Thompson, 20 years. I don't know how much longer he's going to be on the show. I keep saying that every year. I think he's going to leave. Well, I don't know. We're coming up on the 50th anniversary, the 50th season of SNL. I think there are going to be a lot of changes behind the scenes and in the cast. And I think uh, Keenan might do one more year. But he's got a memoir out. And again, that's another indication maybe he'll leave. The book is called When I Was Your Age, Life Lessons, Funny Stories, and Questionable Parenting Advice by Keenan Thompson. It's out. You should check it out. Again, every episode that we've uh, played here is available at, uh, at Peacock. And you can search the SNL YouTube uh, for channel for clips and to watch all of these full things. So... Keenan Thompson um, started out as kind of an underdog, but became an elder statesman. 20 years of Keenan Thompson. I hope there's maybe 20 more. Who knows? All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, by the way, if you want to make your comments or questions or suggestions or maybe Keenan, uh, favorite Keenan moments yourself, we got a voicemail line that's open at 773-417-6948. You can email me, nickdpodcast at gmail.com. Please take time to rate and review our podcast and share it. Check out radiomisfits.live, which is our 24-hour streaming service. Check out radiomisfits.com for all the other great podcasts, including my other podcast, which is called the Nick D Podcast. Uh, and you'll hear a new episode of this every Wednesday. My thanks to Ed Silla, everybody at Radio Misfits, the great Jason Skaggs, who composed the great opening theme and performed that, and great and performs and composed this great closing theme right here. So thanks again. Thank you to Keenan Thompson for 20 years of greatness. Check us out next time. I'm Nick DeGilio. We'll see you on that show. Hasn't been funny in years. and have a pleasant tomorrow.